Welcome to The Biblical Woman Podcast, a show where tough, real-world issues are tackled and addressed from a gospel perspective. You can expect answers to difficult questions about parenting, marriage, the Bible, and so much more. With weekly encouragement, you can seize the opportunities that God has placed in your life to share His love and truth with those around you. The episode you've selected is an older one from when we were the Simply Devoted podcast. We hope that you will enjoy this and that it will be a blessing and an encouragement to you. Now, let's dive in. Hey guys, it's Kat. Thanks for tuning into the podcast today. Today we're going to be talking about suffering. And I know that's not a fun topic to talk about, but I really, really think it's important. Um, so this is not a, a feel-good episode. I'm sorry, but I hope it is one that will help you, whether you're going through a trial right now or it'll help you in the future when you do encounter suffering of some kind. So from my life, probably the one experience that I would say that was the worst for me was um, in 2018, almost two years ago now, I was pregnant with our daughter, Erin, and I was still in school, so I was doing my student teaching, and my mom came down to, you know, buy me professional clothes, professional maternity clothes to student teaching. Because, you know, when you go student teaching, you have to treat it like it's a potential job interview because it's competitive. Getting a job in education is competitive. And, you know, we went to the mall. We had a good time. Starbucks. And we were on our way home. I remember just talking to her as she was driving. I was sitting in the passenger seat holding my coffee. We were two minutes from home. I had just told my husband that, you know, we were going to go see the new Winnie the Pooh movie because growing up, he absolutely loved Winnie the Pooh. And what better cute way to celebrate on a Saturday? So we're driving and then we stop at this red light on the highway. And I hear my mom just scream. And then all around me, it's, I just hear the sound of metal crunching and spinning like we were in a roller coaster. And then I open my eyes and I can't move. I'm cr- like... I'm crying. My mom is crying. She can get out of the car and she's standing on the highway screaming for help. I can't move. I can't get out of the car. I have pain shooting down my back and my neck and unfortunately in my belly. I was taken by an ambulance to our local hospital, but because I was pregnant, they did not want to um not that they didn't want to they couldn't really do any tests that needed to be done because of uh Aaron and I was transported to another hospital and over the next couple of days we ended up uh having a pregnancy loss 
Um, and that was probably, not probably, I know that was the hardest experience for me. <sighs> Sorry, guys, tearing up. Um, but this experience was hard on me physically, emotionally, and spiritually. But through losing my daughter, I, I was drawn closer to God. And I learned how to deal with suffering. And these are just some of the things that I would like to share with you about my personal experience of what I went through. Typically, whenever we go through something awful, something just world shattering, uh, the first things that come into our head are is why, you know, why me? Why am I going through this? And I had all of those thoughts when I lost Aaron and just trying to make sense of the mess that I found myself in. And it's normal to just repeat these questions over and over and over again in your head. It's natural. But it's during these periods of suffering that we have to remind ourselves that the Christian is not promised an easy life. And just look at John 16, 33 for that one. We're actually promised the exact opposite of an easy life. We will all encounter suffering at some point. You know, these trials will look and feel different to each believer, but we all will encounter some form of suffering in our walk. But why do we go through suffering? And that was a question that I I had. I kept asking, I'm like, why, why am I suffering? Why am I going through this? And the answer, <laughs> you know, God ha- does have a unique plan for each and every single believer. And unfortunately, we may never know, you know, this side of eternity, why we are going through something or why we have gone through something in the past. But when we look at scripture, we can find three reasons why Christians go through suffering. And they are to teach us wisdom, to refine us, and to bring God glory. So let's break those down. First part, to teach us wisdom. In James 1, 2-5, Paul writes, Consider it pure joy, my brothers and sisters, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Because you know that the testing of your faith produces perseverance. Let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God. In this verse, we see that our trials produce perseverance in order that we might become more mature in our faith, not lacking anything, including wisdom. We can't stay infants of the faith for our entire life, um, especially if you've been a Christian for a while. It's time to it's time to start maturing because <laughs> that doesn't everybody love to grow up. <laughs> but, you know, we often associate wisdom with maturity. And if suffering causes the Christian to mature, it is going to help us acquire that godly wisdom. 
The second point of why Christians suffer is it refines us. Let's take a look at Romans 5, 3 through 5. Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance and endurance produces character. And character produces hope. And hope does not put us to shame. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. You know, suffering is a tool that God uses to refine us. And we should pray that we do encounter suffering and even be thankful when it arrives. And being thankful for suffering is easy to say because it is counterintuitive to our nature. No one wants to go through suffering. No one's like, please, I just want to suffer. Nobody says that. Nobody truly wants that. It can bring us into the darkest valleys of grief, fear, anger, loneliness, anxiety. We get to the lowest of the low. But Paul reminds us in these verses that God will give us the peace as we journey through our valleys. Suffering is a tool that God uses to prune our sinful characteristics and replace them with righteous ones. Suffering does help us become more like Christ, and that is a goal in our walk of faith. And it's because of this, we should be thankful for our trials because they are evidence that God is working in our life. And the final reason as to why Christians go through suffering can be found in 2 Corinthians 4, 16 through 18. Let's read this. So we do not lose heart. Through our outer self is wasting away. Our inner self is being renewed day by day. For this light momentary affliction is being prepared for us an eternal weight of glory beyond all comparison as we look not to the things that are seen, but to the things unseen. For the things that are seen are transient, but the things that are unseen are eternal. All right. This verse has a very powerful truth. All suffering brings glory to God. A goal in the Christian life, as we all know, is to become more Christ-like. And as that work is being accomplished in our lives, we are bringing glory to God in it. We should try to rejoice in our trials and suffering as hard as that is. And it's when you're in, when you're in a trial, when you are suffering, that is incredibly hard. I know when I lost Aaron, I was anything but happy. I was anything but joyful. I was anything but thankful. I was the opposite of all of those. And it took me a while to get to that point where I could have peace, where I could be thankful. And it wasn't, (laughs) it took me longer than a day. It took me longer than a week, a month. I would say it was at least a year before I started to feel that way about it. 
and <laughs> you know you're not gonna feel happy going through it but we can definitely have peace trusting in God's plan for our lives you know when we do this we are displaying our hope and our confidence in his sovereignty I once had a friend who lost their daughter um, through pregnancy loss as well and he said you never truly understand how beautiful the principle of God's sovereignty is until you can do nothing but cling to it. And that is absolutely true. It's easy to know in the back of our minds that God is sovereign. But when we're suffering and we are at our lowest point, when we cling to that, we, we see how beautiful that principle is. And because of this, you know, we can find hope when our life is turned upside down. And I I don't know how non-Christians do it. I really don't. Growing up, I always heard <laughs> this lie. And it's, this was a really, really hurtful lie for me when I was going through everything. And I'm sure if you're listening to this, you've probably heard it too. The saying is, is that God will never give you more than you can handle. (laughs) That is a lie. That is a very big lie. And it's a hurtful one. My trials were way too hard. They were too much for me to handle. It broke me as a person in every way. I, I couldn't do it alone. And... As Christians, we don't have to do it alone. God is going to give us more than we can handle to break us. But in that, he brings us closer to him. It gives us wisdom. It refines us. And it brings him glory. So those are why Christians suffer. But I would like to also offer four points of hope about our God, and I hope this will provide you encouragement through your suffering. The first truth about our God that we can find comfort in is knowing that he is faithful. Let's read Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. God's love for us, it never, ever fails. His faithfulness is immeasurable. If you need examples, look to the Old Testament and count how many times Israel was unfaithful to the God that provided for them. And see all the times that he delivered them. We can look at the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve sinned, even though they had just committed the very, very first act against God, God still promised a Savior. He still promised that the relationship would be restored. His faithfulness never, ever ends. 
The second truth is that God is our Father. Let's read John 10, 27 through 30. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give them eternal life, and they will never perish, and no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and no one is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. I and the Father are one. In this verse, we see that we have assurance of his faithfulness to us, and we discover that nothing is stronger than our God. And no one, no one and nothing can take us away from him. But we also see that he's not a stranger. He, he is our father. His voice will calm and guide us through trials. My daughter was born in December, and it's, it's funny to <laughs> watch her recognize my voice and my husband's voice. And in the same way that newborns and babies do that with their parents and the people involved in their lives, that is how we are with our Heavenly Father. We begin to recognize his leading, his calling, his voice. Just as a side note, uh, John ten twenty seven through 30 is a great verse to use when you are talking with someone about uh, if you can lose your salvation or not. Christians cannot lose their salvation. Once you are saved, you are always saved. Just like this verse says, Nothing can snatch us out of the Father's hand. You can't lose your salvation. That's just a helpful little little side note in all of this. The third truth about God is that he will never abandon us. I think probably the most famous scripture is the 23rd Psalm. And when I was going through everything with Aaron, there's a particular passage that was extremely comforting for me. And that was Psalm 23, 4. And I would like to go ahead and read it. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. When King David wrote this verse, um, he was writing as though he is traveling through a valley so dark that death itself abides there. But yet he's not shaken because he knows that God is with him. God has brought him to the valley and God is traveling with him through the valley and God will be there when he gets out of it. There's never a moment where we are by ourselves where God has just abandoned us. He is always with us. And the final truth about God that we can find comfort in is knowing that he loves us. Let's read Psalm 73, 23 through 26. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel. And afterward, you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire beside you. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. God is never far from us during our times of suffering. Every single prayer that we pray, 
he hears and he is faithful to hear those prayers. And he wants to hear our prayers. Yes, he knows what's going on in our lives, but he wants us to pray. He knows every tear that we cry. He knows our emotions. And yet he counsels and comforts us as we focus on him as our sustainer. God empowers us in trials that are too big for us to handle alone because he will give us trials that break us and are too much for us. And it's when we collapse in his arms and just give him the situation, that is when no trial is ever too much. In our time on earth, we are going to face trials and they will look different for each and every single believer. But we will encounter them. If you haven't already, then you probably will in the future. But take comfort in the four truths about God and remember why we suffer. Going through miscarriage and pregnancy loss, I often asked why, why me? Why am I going through this? And over time, I had to figure out why Christians suffer. And I realized that it was to refine us, to make us more mature as a Christian, to have that godly wisdom. And it brings God glory. And those three things are why Christians go through trials and tribulation. But we can have hope in four different truths about God. We need to remember that he's faithful, that he is our father, that he will never, ever abandon us. You know, he's with us in those darkest of valleys. He brought us to him. He'll bring us through them, and he will be with us afterwards. And to remember that God loves us to the point that he sacrificed his only son to save awful sinners like you and I, so that we may one day be with him again. And that is is super beautiful. I hope that you'll find today's topic comforting and encouraging. If you know someone who is going through a trial right now and they're really struggling, go ahead and send them this podcast. Direct them to our website. We're going to put this up in blog form so you can read it as well as listen to it. And thank you guys so much for listening in, and I look forward to next time. Thank you for listening to the Simply Devoted podcast. Stay tuned for our upcoming episodes on how to find a spouse as a Christian and what to do when you are doubting your salvation. Thank you, and I'll see you next time.